Welcome to Bariatric Business Accelerator, the podcast created for busy weight loss practitioners and their teams who want to systematize, simplify, and accelerate the growth of their new or existing weight loss practice. I'm your host, Carol Clark. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and feel free to share it with anyone that you think might find it worthwhile. And today our topic is all about attaining or maintaining a positive cash flow in your weight loss practice. It's probably going to be a little longer than I usually go, but the information is really important, particularly at this time when you're perhaps budgeting for next year or you're planning for next year or you're trying to maximize fourth quarter or the information is helpful actually anytime that you want to revisit this uh, in your practice. And of course, all your financial reports are something that you're looking at or you should be looking at on a regular basis. So all of these tips will be helpful. And I just finished a financial mastery course, which was a four-week course. It was great for weight loss practitioners, everyone in membership, and I'll probably be offering it again one more time live, and then it'll also be a course that's available for you. But today I want to focus on those cash flow issues. So we usually, if things are running really great, you're really flush with cash, we don't worry so much about it. But lately, and there are always times when things may wax and wane, and you're going to go through some periods where cash is a little bit tight, whether you're expanding, whether you've brought on a new practitioner, well, whether it's times have become a little bit slow, competition has increased in your area, or a pandemic has happened, there are going to be times when this happens. So having a solid grip on this is so important. I'm a numbers girl, I love numbers, and I love diving deep into them with practitioners and really not avoiding issues that may be going on, being proactive, but then also when we identify issues, really diving in in terms of how to correct those issues because that's what will bring you a sense of relief, fresh air in your lungs, it's really important. So we're gonna cover nine different sections, so bear with me here. Uh, but we're gonna start with uh, establishing a realistic budget. None of us really like budgeting, most people don't, even at home or uh, in your practice, but it's such an important thing to do. I can remember when I was in charge of millions of dollars as a hospital administrator and we uh, had to do budgeting every fall and it was everybody's bane of their existence. They just hated it. But it is so important because that is where we're gonna be able to predict what we want to happen the following year. It's where we're gonna be able to have benchmarks when we're perhaps not meeting um, our goals. It's really important. So we wanna start with a budget. So you need to uh, project what your revenue will be, what your cost of goods sold will be, what your fixed and um, your other variable ex expenses will be, what you expect your net profit to be, and uh, also make plans for that savings. So we wanna make sure that we've got that all laid out. We do it by the whole year. So we can, uh, if we have certain expenses that are higher in one month versus another, whether it's tax time, whether it is something related to insurance that you're paying, all those things have to go into play so that you're prepared for them and you're not uh, trying to rush around trying to figure out where this is coming from. So a budget is that important. I've got so many tools and templates for creating that and I help practices do this all the time. I've done it a lot this week with a number of practices 
and it's an eye-opener. We sometimes have to start with a revenue generating uh, tool that I've created where you can project revenue based on what your different offers are, but having that budget is one of the first things that will help to ensure a positive cash flow. The second thing is to review and update your pricing. I don't know how many times I've gone into a practice and no shame, this I've done the same thing. I am not judging at all, but perhaps they're uh, their fee schedule hasn't been updated in quite a while. And when we look at it, sometimes reimbursements are actually, uh, could have been higher. So we want to make sure we take a look at your fee schedule. And then as well as that, any cash pay services that you offer or programs, or if you're an all cash pay practice, where are your prices uh, lying right now? Where are they coming out? And we do want to look at what your competition's doing. I don't base it on your competition. You don't want to be just like them. Sometimes it's even better to be above your competition in terms of the uh, clientele that sometimes you can attract. But we want to take a look at your region and your um uh, pricing. So we want to take a look at that. Perhaps your costs of goods sold have gone quite a, a ways up and we haven't adjusted pricing. So that is really important because otherwise you can have your team members doing a lot of effort, just like they maybe have in the past when you had a profit, but now we're not experiencing a profit or you're not experiencing a profit because of the increased cost. So it's one of those things that has to be addressed. And then the third thing is to ensure timely billing and collections. Now, uh, putting in charges. I like to make sure we, we set standards, key performance indicators for our team. So we want to make sure charges are always in on the same day or within 24 hours. That goes even for surgeries. And we also want to make sure, of course, if you're a cash pay practice, that all that uh, is going on in a timely fashion before services are offered. Or if you have a payment plan, you can go that route as well. But we want to make sure that you have ensure you have uh, ensure that you have timely billing and collections. Collections it's another one of those things that can get out of hand quickly. So we want to make sure we take a look at your accounts receivable. Where are they? What are your processes in place for, um, for getting that, uh, the money that you have provided services for into the practice and not waiting so long so that it's not collectible per se. So that is the next thing is ensuring timely billing and collections. There are how-tos for each one of these sections, and it all comes down to, of course, your rockstar team and putting systems into place. But we take things one item at a time. The next or the fourth is to embrace technology and automation. And what I mean by that is there are so many tools out there that make our lives a lot easier nowadays. We can automate our billing collections. We can automate uh, many of the ways that patients come into your practice, how you're communicating with your practice. You can save so much time. We also want to make sure that if you have, sometimes in practices, and I've done this as well, you may have added on things over time, and now you have duplication of services. So you have more than one software system that can or is doing the same thing, and it becomes confusing for your team, confusing for the patients. And sometimes we can combine those, and you can eliminate one of your monthly expenses altogether. So we want to make sure that you are utilizing technology to its max, and that we are making sure there's not duplication of services. So Make sure that you do embrace technology and automation. It does make your life easier, even though it can be a little bit of a learning curve for everybody involved. 
The fifth thing is to diversify your revenue streams. Now, if you followed me for any period of time at all, I do believe that you should have your main thing, which is what you are known for and is your most profitable center. So whether that's weight loss surgery, whether it is another type of service that you offer, your program, we want to make sure what is your main thing that you're doing, that you're serving the clients that you desire to serve and you have a great vision for your practice. But we want to then be able to diversify your revenue streams to a certain degree with other services or products that complement your main thing. And that way you have some additional revenue coming in that doesn't necessarily always rely on the practitioner and it can also help guide you towards some of those times when you've got somebody on vacation or out for an illness or that sort of thing in terms of your practitioners. We saw this in a big way. I worked with so many different practices over the pandemic when money was not coming in. Perhaps you weren't able to do surgery. We weren't able to see patients. We were trying to transition. Uh, so we really worked on implementing a number of other revenue streams, whether it's an educational program, whether it is something that uh, just has automated revenue coming in. In, uh, or if it's nutritional sales, there's so many different options, but we want to make sure it makes sense for what your main uh, offering is. So that is another one that's diversifying your revenue streams. That was the fifth thing in terms of ensuring a positive cash flow. The sixth one is to control your expenses. Now, nobody likes to hear this. I know we don't like to hear it at home. We don't like to hear it at the practice, but your team can have a big play in this as well. But this all gets back down, back to taking a look at your profit and loss, what your expenses are right now, <clears throat> and taking a look at your budget that you created and then monitoring it every single month. If you have a high uh, area where you're trying to work on, uh, then we want to take a look at that week by week, but at least monthly, you're taking a look at what you budgeted, what the actual expenses were, and what the variance was. And the reason why we want to do that is because you'll find outliers. You'll find perhaps sections that are higher than they should be, or all of a sudden you've had a really big bump in medical office supplies, and we have to look at, is it a vendor issue? Is it what is causing that? So we want to keep an eye on that closely. So controlling your expenses. Of course, your biggest expense generally is your payroll. And then secondly, of course, would be um, your overhead is an, another one that's a higher expense. And for some practices I work with, their marketing budget is out of control. So we need to make sure that we take a look at that as well. There are different percentages for every single section of that that should be with your practice uh, so that you can monitor that and uh, make sure that they are staying in control. And of course, your bottom line, your profit or loss is what tells another part of that story. All these numbers tell a part of your story. So that was um, the sixth. The seventh is to maximize team performance. Sometimes we bring someone in, we don't even realize they have hidden talents or in our interviewing process, we don't explore all of that. So when we're doing a proper interviewing process, bringing people on board, and we're doing stay interviews as well, you can really maximize the talents of your team. You can also get an idea who wants to explore some different crossover in terms of training for your practice, but you want to maximize the efficiency of your team. Make sure that you have a very clear organizational chart. That's where it starts. And you want to make sure that you are looking at that and, um, 
and you're maximizing their efforts. So that is a little bit tricky because you have to go person by person, but it starts with your leadership team and then you look at your team members. Sometimes what we can find is maybe you're overstaffed. Maybe one person has a lot more responsibility than another person and they're feeling overwhelmed and the other person's feeling bored. Um, we want A players on your team. We want top-notch talent. We want to track that. We want to challenge them so that they know that they're a part of your uh, your story, your the importance to your uh, practice, and we want to make sure we, we uh, maximize that. So uh, maximizing team performance is, of course, the seventh one. The eighth one is to build a financial reserve. This gives you such peace of mind. If every single month you take a portion of your revenue, your profit, and you're putting it somewhere as a safeguard, as a uh, way for you to uh, have a reserve for in case something comes up, it really does bring you some peace of mind. So we want to make sure you start small. You just start with a little bit going in there. If you already have quite a um, financial reserve, then maybe this isn't one of your main focuses. Maybe there's another area that you would focus on first, but that's another one that helps bring a lot of peace of mind. And then the ninth one is to track your financial reports and even more importantly, to interpret your financial reports. So many times people either don't create reports or they create reports and everyone's scurrying around but the information is never reviewed, or maybe it's in a format that's just hard for you to understand. There's no snapshot. I like a certain number of financial reports uh, that I look at every single month, and then I like to put it into one snapshot for the surgeon or the um, weight loss practitioner so that they can see it all in one snapshot. We can see what were our charges? What were our receipts? What liabilities do we have in terms of loans or line of credit? What ex what was our cost of goods sold? Uh, what was our expenses? What was our profit or loss? So we want to make sure we're looking at, at that in one snapshot. Sometimes I'll throw in some marketing numbers there too, because that's important. It shows uh, at least if not the marketing, we'll, we'll tie in um, another tab for marketing, another tab for uh, just taking a look at what leads are coming in, where they're coming from. Um, a lot of other uh, numbers, but we, we want to just start with one report. So that's the other one is to track and interpret your financial reports. And this is something that is a recipe. All nine of these play, they interplay, and they become the way to maintain or create a positive cash flow in your practice. I promise you, I have been doing practice administration for nearly 25 years. I know that makes me sound so old. I've been consulting with practices for quite a few years, and this is what makes the biggest difference, particularly for the shareholders or for the physicians that are uh, own the practice or those that are running the practice. It creates the biggest sense of just uh, just sense of calm because at least you know where you stand. If you don't have this information, then a lot of times we are kind of um, walking around with blinders on and we're not able to make the decisions that we may need to make. So that is kind of a longer winded uh, yet abbreviated version of how to maintain or create cash flow in your practice. I hope you found this helpful. If you want, I've also written an entire blog on this for the Robart Corporation. We will uh, provide you a link to that blog. 
so that you can see it all written down in front of you. And I also have that uh, financial mastery course. So if you're interested in that, you can find more information at our website, weightlesspracticebuilder.com. And I uh, applaud you for, you made it through almost 15 minutes. So anyhow, I thank you for your time. I hope this was helpful. And this really can be a huge, for lack of a better word, game changer. Uh, so, and if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. And if you're not a member of Bariatric Business Accelerator, then why not join bariatricbusinessaccelerator.com? They had the financial mastery course just as a natural part of their uh, membership. And we cover topics like that every single week. So anyhow, in the meantime, I can't wait till the next time I get to have a conversation with you uh, or a new conversation with you. Thanks so much.